Podcast Network. Now look, check it. It's simple. It's simple. See this? This the kingpin. Alright? He the man. You get the other dude's king, you got the game. But he's trying to get your king too. So you got protected. Now the king, he moved one space any direction he damn choose, cause he's the king. Like this, 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 alright? But he ain't got no hustle. But the rest of these motherfuckers on the team, they got his back. And they run so deep, he really ain't gotta do shit. I like your uncle. Yeah, like my uncle. And you see this? It's the queen. She's smart, she fierce. She move any way she want, as far as she want. And she is the go get shit done piece. Remind me of Stringer. <laughs> and this over here is the castle. It's like the stash. It move like this and like this. Dog, stash don't move, man. Come on, yo, think. How many times we moved the stash house this week? Right? And every time we move the stash, we gotta move a little muscle with it, right? To protect it. True. True. Be right. Alright. What about them little bald-headed bitches right there? Alright, these right here. These are the pawns. They like the soldiers. They move like this, one space forward only. Except when they fight. And it's like, like this. And they like the front lines. They be out in the field. So how do you get to be the king? It ain't like that. See, the king, stay the king. The official podcast of HoboTrashCan.com. You can share your thoughts on the show anytime by emailing Joel at Murphy'sLaw at HoboTrashCan.com. I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. And that other Zach Galifianakis joke I like is the one. <laughs> oh, you weren't. You, oh, okay. Sorry. You know they couldn't hear that part, right? Oh, right. right like right, they, right. they don't. When we talk off the air, people people don't know what we say. Oh, my fault. I'm sorry. Introduce yourself. I thought we were still just talking. Oh, it's fine. I'm Joel. You're Lars. Yes, Wh- I am. Whatever. Uh, you did crack me up, by the way. That reminded me the other day you and I went to see the, the John Wick screening. Yes. And I don't even remember what the line was, but like one of us said something really funny and you started lobbying for the fact that we should have a tape recorder at all times. Like mm-hmm. just to... Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What the hell was... Oh, I, rem- I remember what it was. Um, <laughs> it was you, you, um, 
Uh, we were hypothesizing that Keanu Reeves just thinks he is the character in all of his movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, and we were thinking about how he he thinks he can just like put his hand up and say no and everything stops. Right. And I said, well, I'm surprised that he doesn't get hit by more buses. And you said, no, because he knows buses can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> and I died laughing. Oh. In a quiet movie theater, and then said, "We need to record all the things we say all the time." We should. How terrible would that be if that was the show? It was just like five minute snippets of us like realizing we were going to say something funny, and just re- either that or it'd be hours and hours of tape that someone would have to edit down. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that would work. Some, yeah, so I think some people have done that, and it's turned out not so well for them. But that was really good. And then uh, uh, two hours later, I felt really um, bad about mocking Keanu Reeves because he rocked the shit. Wasn't that movie great? <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. Like way better. Because I even remember saying to you going in, like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying not to have any expectations. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we were both really impressed by it. Like, oh, so great. Like yeah. it enter- entertained start to finish. I couldn't have been happier about watching that movie. And it did the wise Christopher Nolan to Al Pacino-esque move of the director clearly realized, what if I just don't let him talk? You know, <laughs> like, like, cause there's about three quarters of the way into that movie. Keanu kind of has this long um, speech and it's actually the one that the line that is in every trailer I keep seeing over and over again on the the online stuff I watch where he's like people keep asking me if I'm back well yeah I guess I'm back that was good man thanks pretty good yeah but like that when he actually says that he gives this like whole long speech he spoke a paragraph but like you realize when he's doing it you're like that is the most sentences he has said. Like everything else, it's like one line. You and know? everything after that is one yeah. line. <laughs> yeah. But he rocks the shit and he nails it. It was a home run. Yeah, it was great. It's one of his best performances. The whole movie is just so. I don't know why this has become a. Like, we're just promoting John Wick. Yes. We have more important things to get to. We do. But it, it is a very good movie. So yeah. it, has, it has both of our seals of approval. Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Worth your money. Yeah, go, go see it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, it needs our money, clearly. Of course. You know what was cool about that movie, though? Huh. When I was watching it, you know what stuck out to me? Hmm. Couple couple members from The Wire in that movie. That's right. Old, yeah, Lance, Lance Reddick, Reddick yep, showed yep, up yep, yep. doing an accent. Yes, some accent <laughs> he was work. doing an African accent. <laughs> and then, uh, now I can't remember the other guy's name, but it's the... Lester Freeman? He, oh, he played Lester Freeman, but I can't remember the actor. <laughs> the actor's name is not Lester Freeman. Oh, it's not? No. My apologies. But yeah, they, they both showed up in that, which has been a cool thing uh, that makes me very happy as The Wire continues to uh, sort of have this cult afterlife where it continues to gain steam. It seems like casting directors hire Wire people in groups. You know, like they kind of, you get package deals because you'll see like a couple of them will pop up in that. And then, like, you know, like, The Walking Dead, obviously. Yes. You've, you've got three wire actors on that right now. Two and a half. Two and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least. Yeah. <laughs> it's not looking good for one of them. No. <laughs> and you know who that guy is. Who is that? It's a guy named, uh, well, his character name is Bob. Yes, Bob. And he is played by Lawrence Gilliard Jr. Mm-hmm. Don't call him Larry. Don't call him Larry. <laughs> for the uh, love of God. Who... Uh, as it just so happens, coincidentally, I didn't know we were going to end up bringing this up. It's so circuitous. The way yeah, I remember. Happened. Yeah, like earlier, earlier today, you and I were just sitting in a coffee shop. Yeah, we were just sitting in a coffee shop as we often do with all of our recording equipment yep. because we didn't know if we were going to say something funny. 
Yeah, and, and we had a third microphone out there in case someone else said something funny. You never know. So we're just sitting there. Lawrence Gilliard Jr. comes in, orders a sandwich, mm-hmm. and just sits down. We didn't even say anything. Mm-mm. Man just sits down and picks up the mic. And so I guess we're... He said, this microphone must be for me. And we said, yes, sir. Yeah, and we didn't question it. And then we proceeded to have a very lovely conversation with him. Yeah, yeah he was uh, a really cool guy. No, it was actually... The whole thing, the experience is very cool. Um... Obviously, as we are saying, it, this interview was recorded in a coffee shop. I'm just giving that as a disclaimer. So, you know, there's a little bit of background noise. A little bit. Being in a coffee shop and yeah. all. But, uh, you know, I, I think they only made like a few loud lattes throughout the, the interview. I don't think it's terrible. Yeah, it's not so bad. Uh, but also, I just want to say, too, before we get into it, uh, we won't string it out too long. But I do feel kind of honored. Like, it, it was very nice talking to him. And he told us afterwards that, like, he doesn't do a lot of interviews. Uh, so we were kind of lucky to get a chance to talk to a, a guy who doesn't get interviewed very often and should get interviewed all the time. It's only because he doesn't really like doing them mm-hmm. that you don't get to hear from him very often. Yeah, and he told us as much afterwards. And I told him that I was not only really excited to... Um, see him in an interview, but also conduct it myself. It, it was really cool. Really yeah, cool. and he had a lot of cool stuff to say. Yeah, he was nice. He was very uh, personable. Got a lot of good stories and stuff out of him. Mm-hmm. Like really fun guy to talk to. Uh, and I, I do want to real quick give a thank you in all seriousness to uh, Mike Harris and Bridget Caviola from the Baltimore Improv Group for helping me put this together. Yes. Uh, they were very nice to pass Not even along. Put it together. I mean, they facilitated this. Like 100 yeah. Like, I was just like, <laughs> I would like to interview him, and they passed yeah. along the request. And he spoke and, a lot of, about um, the the things that he's, like, the, the skills he's gained from the Baltimore in, Improv Group and how much he loves being a part of it. And you'll, you'll hear from him, how, like, he wants to be a, a part of it even more. It's a, it was a great experience for him. It was a great experience for us to speak to him. Um, we, could, we, can't, we can't thank them enough. Yeah, so it was great. So without further ado, our interview with Lawrence Gilliard Jr. All right, well, Lawrence Gilliard Jr., thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess we should take a minute. It's kind of cool how this came together. Um, as I think I mentioned on our show before, uh, at the Baltimore Improv Festival, mm-hmm. uh, my troupe performed on the opening night, and all of a sudden, like, we're out there, we're kind of focused on that, and you kind of, there was this buzz going on mm-hmm. that Lawrence Gilliard Jr. was in the audience. So, <laughs> so what, what, did you just kind of, like, what brought you out that night? Okay, well... Let me say, uh, I think right before that Artscape had happened, not too long before that. And so I was walking down around Artscape and uh, um, the improv troupe group, they had a booth out there trying to bring people into, you know, and they did uh, uh, Catherine and why is her name escaping me right now? Uh, Was it Bridget? Bridget. Catherine and Bridget. They were out there at the booth. They did some improv for me, and I was laughing hysterical, and so I took their card. Not long before that, I have to explain that Stephen Yoon, who is on The Walking Dead, he comes from Second City, and he had invited us all to see them play, and I was really impressed, just blown away with them. I'm like, man, you know, it's very few things that I watch, and I go, I don't know if I could do that. And I was watching them do their improv, and they was just so, so, you know, it was just incredible. And I was thinking, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so um, 
when I got back here, after seeing them, I'm thinking, maybe I need to jump in and give that a go. Learn, you know, figure out what that's all about. And so when I got here, I saw the booth. I got their card. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go and check out. I went on the site and saw that a festival was coming up. That's how I ended up in the audience. That's one reason I ended up in the audience. I was also there because I was sort of uh, scouting um, and auditioning as I was watching because I'm creating a show and I'm using improv actors in the show. So I was there also in that capacity. <laughs> well, uh, it's Joel Murphy. I have a headshot. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that's yeah. awesome. So you're are you doing a show like locally or no, it's uh it's a TV it's a TV show. That but, I'm but shooting in Baltimore or? No, we shoot it in New York. Oh, okay. I'm developing and um so I was looking for talent. So I was scouting for talent and I was also just checking out the improv scene, you know, and seeing what that was all about and it was awesome. You guys are awesome. Yeah. It, was, it is. And um, I know right before we started, he said he dragged off these shows. I go to all the shows because I like to laugh. Yeah. And they're freaking hysterical, man. I love those shows. They're so much fun. It's funny because now that I've taken that class, you know, the intro class, when you're watching a show, you think, you're thinking it's all about being funny. And what you learn in class is that it's not about being funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's about listening and which is just acting is about listening, but also about, you know, trying to make your partner look good, trying to agree and trying, you learn all the techniques behind it. Right. Um, it's not about trying to think of what's going to be funny in this moment, but just trying to answer a question truthfully in a moment or, you know, just trying to create something clever yeah. in a moment. Um, so it's, it's, it's been an interesting journey already and I'm just starting. Yeah. Out. Yeah. No, I think that is the biggest thing. Cause I know I did that same thing too. Like you, you want to get that laugh, but then you find the worst thing in the world. I think with improv is when you think you have a laugh teed up right? and then it doesn't land right. and then there's nowhere to go. Right. You know, like you make some joke, <laughs> there's crickets in the audience and then and your like, scene partner uh, doesn't know what to do. Right. You didn't give them anything beyond like a joke. Right. And then, but you find too, like the humor ends up coming. Like you, it's yes, there. You like, don't even know where it's going to come from. All yeah. what I found, like, you know, I just did my first show on Tuesday. And what you find is they're think, you, you're not trying to be funny, and you get a laugh. Yep. You and know? then that's so much more satisfying. Right. right. So, but you you took the intro class, so you you know you had you've never done an improv before. Right? I have done improv. I can't say that I've never done improv because okay. over the course of my work, I've improved with a lot of awesome you know uh, actors, um, and I've held my own. The, the reason I took the improv class was because I never felt 100% comfortable with improv. You know, whenever a director or a writer would say, yeah, we're just going to improv that part, then I would freeze up. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> no know? kidding. Because you've done some pretty incredible so stuff and worked with some amazing people. I've worked with and awesome you're nervous people. about improvisation. Whenever someone says improv, <laughs> I freak. You know? And I get through it. Like I said, I get through it. I hold my own and I jump in there or whatever. But I never feel comfortable when the word's brought up. So I wanted to get myself to I wanted to be at a point where someone says, we're going to improv. And I'd say, yeah, let's do it. You know, and I'm confident about about that. 
And that's just the kind of artist that I am. I like to, I need to study whatever it is that I'm going to do. Sure. <laughs> right. To build that confidence. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But the truth is, my very first movie that I ever did, the whole, the, the script was about 20 pages. And we improv basically the whole movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a drama. So. Right. <laughs> uh, well, so what was it like having the acting background doing improv? Like, does it help you or were there ways that like you had to sort of shut off things that you learn in acting or, or what was it like that kind of had that background? Yeah, well, having the acting background definitely helps because you learn in acting that it's about listening. You learn that it's about sharing. You learn that, you know, it's more than just you in the scene. Although I have to admit that there was a point in improv where... I didn't let my partner talk because I had so many ideas coming. Sure, <laughs> I just sure, kept sure. going. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it's definitely it, it was definitely helpful having um, studied acting and then doing improv. It is different though because it's improv, so it's you know there's no script. There's not you're not going on anything. You're basically taking an idea or a word or something from someone and creating your own story, which I have found challenging. You know, throughout my career so far, it's it's been challenging for me to think of something first, to be the first one. I can take someone else's idea and riff with them on that and go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it has been challenging for me to be the first one to jump, you know. And so that's why improv is helping me because now I'm allowed to think first, you know. I can think first. <laughs> um, but it's definitely been helpful having uh, an acting background, you know, because... Acting's all about listening. Improv's all about listening. Right. You know? And so, what was it like being in this class with, uh, you know, so it's an intro class, then, right. uh, you know, you have all these people that have never done improv before, and right. then you're in there, which right. I would think would be <laughs> intimidating. I would think about that. Yeah. I would be so pissed off. Yeah. This would, is the class I got. <laughs> I would just be terrified to do scenes with you, I feel like. Like, if you've never done it before, and right. you're like, this guy that you see on television right. is, like, standing across from you. Like, was well, there a kind of, did they have to get over that? Or? It was weird. I mean, I never asked. I never asked any of my classmates how they dealt with it or if it was a big issue for them. Um, they did bring it up. Oh, actually, I brought it up in the beginning, in the very first class. We all went around introducing each other. And when it got to me, I just broke down. I'm like, yes, I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a guy. I did this. I did this. And I, do, I worked with awesome people. And yes. But know this about me. I'm uncomfortable with improv. Sure. Right. And that's why I'm here. You know, yeah. so I think, you know, starting out that way, everyone felt like we, we were all we all had a, the same handicap. You know, we're all new. I'm new to this, too. Uh, and so, you know, I think that made people feel more comfortable and we had a lot of fun. That's awesome. So are you going to keep going after this? Like, are you going to take more yeah, classes? Yeah, I'm already in the next one. I you already signed up. up. I signed up on Tuesday, the day we had our I'm doing it. You're not on you're not new to stage work either, are you? No, no, stage no, no. Weren't you, you were in a production of uh, Top Dog Underdog, I was with Harold Parano, yeah. That is yeah, fantastic, yeah. man. How was it's, that? I, oh, man, it was so awesome. Yeah. It was just awesome. It, you know, it's a two-man show. Yep. It's just the yep. two of us. And George Wolf, uh, the incredible George Wolf, Tony Winner, George Wolf directed mm -hmm. it. And we literally, that show was so intense. We were We literally had to plan when we breathe. When we would no in the show, it was just in, from curtain up. It was just intense, boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, boom. and uh, it's just an awesome experience working with Harold. He's he's brilliant, and so uh, yeah, it was awesome. That's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, so um, 
I lost my train of thought. No problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, uh, I, well, I, I mess them up sometimes. Needs, uh, yeah. No, eat it. Um, I, oh, I'm not, I doesn't want to be in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I trip my partner up sometimes when it comes to talking about like plays and Broadway and stuff because I'm a big fan of Broadway. And oh, stuff. awesome. Um, I mean, the, doing that show, you're filling the, 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 the shoes of the likes of Don Cheadle and, yep. and most Def and things like that. Uh, yep. Pulitzer Prize winning. Um, right. show. Yeah, show and in full disclosure I didn't know you were in that until I started researching for this interview I was like get the <laughs> hell out of here I knew you'd done some stage work but that's a biggie man that's a huge yeah. one so how much are you back and forth between uh, Baltimore and, and New York like are you just sort of doing both cities or yeah well when I need to be you know I, for me because I'm originally from New York right my mom is from Baltimore so when I was a kid we moved here to Baltimore Um, she moved here and she moved me and my sister here and I have three siblings now, but anyway, um, New York, we'd go back and forth. My dad was in New York. My mom and dad split. So my dad stayed in New York. My mom came home. We were going back and forth to New York so often that it never really felt like I left New York. So for me, Baltimore is like a suburb of New York. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? A lot of New Yorkers probably agree with that. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So it's like, you know, I want to go to New York today. Sure, jump in the car, drive up to New York. no kidding. Turn around, come back. I go there for premieres. I go there for whatever. I need, you know, I have, and my sisters live there now. My grandmother, I have, my my family is split between Baltimore and New York. So they're both one and the same to me. I lived in L.A., I just moved back to Baltimore a year, about a year and a month ago. Okay. Before that, I lived in L.A. for nine years. When I got The Walking Dead, uh, which shoots in Atlanta, it was the perfect opportunity for me to move back That's east. Great. Yeah. I right. never really dug L.A. or the West Coast. Well, you're not going to if you've been living in Baltimore New Baltimore, York. Baltimore, New York. more East Coast than that. I'm an yeah. East Coast guy. Sure. So when, you know, I was like, where are you going to New York or Baltimore? I'm like, no, I'm going to the East Coast. Right. Yeah. Right. All of back east. Yeah. It's all mine. Back you like a pioneer. Right. Going back east. I'm going back east. <laughs> so how much uh, stage work do you still do? Like, do you still kind of balance that with it's the TV? Because Harold Parano, who's now on Constantine, which is also shooting in Atlanta. Yeah. We hooked up about a month ago. I went to visit him on set, and um, we're talking about how much we'd love to do theater. <clears throat> How much theater we love, you know, how much we love to get back on stage. And a lot of actors feel that way. A lot of TV film actors who come from theater, who've done theater, feel that way. The problem with theater is you have to be able to, once you reach a certain level, you have to be able to afford to do theater. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Because it really doesn't pay like TV. So, I mean, I haven't done, I haven't done theater in maybe good six, seven years. It's funny after Top Dog Underdog, which was a two is a two man show, right? You know, I said I'd never do another two man show, and then I ended up doing a show called Blue Door, which was a two man show that uh, was written by Tanya Barfield, and I did it with um, oh my God, Reggie Cathy, who was on the wire, right? Um, it was he and I, and we both played like I don't know fifteen twenty characters a piece between us. Mm-hmm. Awesome show. Really challenging show. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was, I'd have to say, probably two, 2006 or seven or something like that. 2006, maybe. So, yeah, it's been a minute since I've done any stage. Because sure. I've just been busy doing TV stuff. Sure. Film stuff. Sure. And you haven't been actually really been... Um doing the easy part of the TV stuff, man. You've been in some intense productions. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, you know, just, that's what I do. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, man, I wish you could have seen what he did just right there. Ladies and gentlemen, kind of lean back, throw his head to his side. That's just what Larry does. <laughs> Lawrence, Lawrence. I'm Lawrence, Lawrence I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. That's another sorry. thing. No, that's okay. It's cool because, you know, I was Larry for most of my career. Okay. But about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago now, I, I grew up into Lawrence, which is actually pretty funny because I remember Lawrence Fishburne grew into Lawrence. That's right. And I remember thinking, that's ridiculous. I'll never, <laughs> I'll never do that. And here I am. Yep. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, I mean, your Billions, not Billions, your Billies turn into Williams. Yes. And your Cows turn into Calvins. And then when you get older, you go back. Uh, I, yeah, I, is that what I happens? Think once you retire, you're gonna go. Just call me Larry. Just I'm tired of this Lawrence it's nonsense. Too formal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The problem though is then you if you hang out with people that you knew when you were younger. Like I knew a guy growing up that we called Scooter, and of course, you know, like once he hit 16, he didn't want to be Scooter anymore. Right. But, of course, Scooter you know, doesn't get laid. Yeah. The thing. Right. <laughs> we're in our 30s now. If I saw him now, I would call him Scooter. Like it, it just course. sticks, you know. So. No, I have a friend who his sister when he was born, he was his sister would call him Baby brother and eventually became Bay Bra. <laughs> she would just yell out the window, Bay Bra, Bay Bra. And so we all, everyone in the neighborhood called him Bay Bra. So I saw him recently and I'm like, and I was introducing him to my family, my kids, and I'm like, are you still Bay Bra? He's like, nah, just, just Bay now. Just, just Bay. Oh, just Bay. You're an adult now, so it's just Bay. It's just Bay. Like, and course. that's not even his name. Right? No, it's not. But, but that was the best he could make of it. Like, right. he, he figured he if he shortened that. the nickname, he could right. still <laughs> yeah. get some respect. Uh, well, speaking of going to New York, I know you guys just did the Paley Fest thing, uh, Wire, the, the yes. Wire reunion, uh, which awesome. I definitely wanted to ask you about that because that's, is that the most of you that's been in one place? <laughs> Obviously, you got, you have some guys on The Walking Dead with you, but like, is that the most Wire actors that have been in one place since the end of the show? Since the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. how, how was that? that? That had to be a great experience. It was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome seeing everyone. David Simon was also there. Nina Noble was there. Um. But also, they showed clips before we came on stage. They showed clips of us, you know, when the show was on. Clips that none of us had seen since the show was on. <laughs> right. <laughs> and just taking that trip back, you know, um, watching that stuff and seeing it was incredible. I mean, it was moving. It was moving to see it. That's so great. And to experience it with, uh, you know, a collective. Are you someone oh, that cast members? Do you watch your work, or are you kind of? I do it? not. I I'll, I'll watch it once, right, and then I won't watch it again. Sure. Um, yeah, I have an issue with watching myself. I am a bit of a perfectionist. I always think I could have done everything better. I can right. always do everything better. No, I think a lot of actors so, are like that, where they they have trouble. And plus, it's like it's got to be rough because it's on film, so you can't do anything can't different. It. Yeah, you can't change it. So yeah, yeah you're kind of, you're like, ah, oh, I should have said that. Ah, oh, I didn't. You know, I just threw that line away. Now I know what that means. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. uh, but uh, so with the wire, what has it been like? You know, because when you guys were doing this show, yeah. uh, no one paid any attention. Right. You know, like it, you. You know, like no one, and it's sort of had this slow burn. Yeah. So I would imagine something like Paley Fest or when you guys go out and do stuff like that now has to be cool because it's sort of this. All the attention is getting now. Yeah, but that also has to be weird. I don't know. Does that like did it bother you at the time, or or what is it like? Kind of. We I don't think we. Well, yeah, it did. It did. I think by second and third season, it really started to bother people because everyone knew what an amazing show it was, and sure. the critics. 
you know, right. critics, it was critically acclaimed, you know, but it wasn't being noticed by, you know, we weren't getting a lot of viewers and uh, we weren't getting any awards. We didn't no, win any. It's such nonsense. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the craziest thing. When I started doing this, mm -hmm. the first interview I ever did was Michael Kenneth Williams. Yeah, and, Michael Kenneth. And it was the third interview he had ever done. Like, right. it was so easy to get an interview with him. And right. I like at the time, I was like, this is crazy to me. Right. But like, <laughs> and you think about it now, you know, like... Yeah, you, you gotta but, jump through some hoops now. But, like, it was seriously, you know, I, I put out a request. I just started up, like, I didn't even have a, like, catalog that I could be like, this is what I've done before. And I, you know, was hooked up and we were able to do it. But, like, right. that that's what it was like for, like, right. that long stretch, which is so... Yeah. But, like, yeah, I mean, it's... it's now, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's different. It's crazy because, like, the momentum of the show just keeps building and building and building as time goes on, which is incredible. It's a testament to the writing and the acting. And, and it's going to be around forever, you know? <laughs> it's it's going to be that show yes. that you can always go back to and that people will always go back to. And yeah. it'll just be good, there they're going forever. to be... They're going to be teaching this in colleges for they are they for actually the, for yeah, the they are now. entertainment's yeah. history absolutely they will yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah and it, for me it's just feel, you know I'm just fortunate and blessed that I got a chance to be a part of it. Um, David did you Simon get, did you get totally, hooked on it after you weren't on the show anymore? Did you like were you as glued to the television set as no, uh, he and I were? I'll tell you no I um well first let me say that David Simon totally spoiled me after I when I after I was off of the show. You know, I, I drove my manager and my agents crazy because I would get a script and just say no. I was just getting scripts oh, and no, saying no, 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 this is te no, no. Yeah. And I had to remind myself that that was normal TV. Right. <laughs> and that The Wire was exceptional TV, right. you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, when, uh, to your question, you asked. I asked if you watched The Wire in real okay, time so, with the rest of us. So to, to you <laughs> answer your question, once I was done on the show, I didn't watch the show. Okay. My wife was an is a insane fan of the show. Mm -hmm. She ended up on the show, right? As right. Alma Gutierrez, but she continued to watch the show, which just annoyed the hell out of me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had to live in the house with her, and her coming in going, "Oh, oh. did you hear what Stringer did?" <laughs> like, I do not care, you know. Uh, <laughs> so I did though, you know, because the show is so amazing. I did have to eventually watch it and catch up. I had right. to know what happened in season four with the kids, and sure. I, I yeah. needed to, you know, yeah. I needed to know what was happening. Of course, by season five, I needed to watch because my wife was on the show. But um, yeah, I just needed to. I needed to know, and eventually, I came around and I checked it out. It had to be somewhat satisfying that a lot of season three is at least about. The fallout from your character, about, like yes. yeah, you said that you at least get some sort of you know like yeah, that didn't help in the in the moment. It wasn't. Oh, I'm now. sure during the, the time. There's uh, no uh, solid. Yeah. <laughs> the worst thing you want to do is watch you know watch everyone you were working with still working. Sure, sure. And you're sitting at home watching you know watching it on TV. Right. Well, if it makes you, know, you has a good point, I didn't think about that. I yeah. apologize for the question. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I think your character and Wallace still that. It's still like those two deaths are like yeah. the they hurt like they it was hard because you know at the time they were the first two characters that really represented some kind of hope yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah in a way yeah as soon as like you guys kind of so, made it clear like this is what the show is going to be like right. now you see what now it's going to yeah, be it was it was, yeah. it was wallace 
and then it was D'Angelo, and then it was Dookie. Those are the ones that were like, oh, this, yeah. this never stops, does it? Right. Yeah. Just well, doesn't. But yeah, by, by the time Dookie, though, you at least kind of built up that callus. Like, you, you, you embraced you, a little better. You were guarded yeah. a little more. Right. Yeah. Now, I can still, like, in my mind, see that scene, like, that last scene that you did. That's still, right. you know, in the library. Like, it's yeah. still, that stays with you. So that that is, I mean... You probably have one of the most iconic moments on what is probably the greatest television show. <laughs> so, yeah, it's got to be satisfying. But yeah. just tell me mm-hmm. that you guys went out and partied after Paley Fest. Like, I, I wanted this image of, like, the wire after party to be amazing. Some may have. <laughs> not um, you. I could not because the very next day I had to fly to Atlanta. Oh, oh you had to be back. And I had to fly. So I had to drive back to Baltimore. I drove to New York for that. Michelle and I, my wife, we drove to New York. We got there in time for Pally Fest. We went on and we did the thing. We left. We said, hey, what's up? You know, caught up a little bit. We got back in our car. We drove right back here. The next morning, we got up. We got on a plane. We flew to Atlanta. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. It was crazy. Well, it's awesome you got to experience that then in New York. Yeah. You definitely don't. That's not a set you want to show up hungover to, I imagine. No. Here are your (laughs) shitty clothes. No. Smear some dirt on your face. (laughs) And then, I'm like, I went there. I did that. I left there. And I flew back here. Just in time to do my show on Tuesday. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, I thought that's an amazing thing. When I heard you were taking a class, I was like, how does he have How's time he to take a class? Like, that had yeah. to be tough with your schedules to kind of balance Charles, that. I, I'm feeling now, I'm like, am I stretching myself too thin? Like, am I, you know, yeah. I'm starting to feel it a little bit. Right. But uh, so far, so good. That's good. <laughs> hey, man, that's no, good. that's so awesome that you're going to keep going with it, too. Like, that's, I mean, do you see yourself, like... Do you think you would ever do improv, like, be in a troupe and actually do that kind of performing? Or is it more just a tool for the acting? I started it as a tool for the acting, but after doing this show, I can totally see myself being a member of a troupe. And, you know, the, the thing is, I have a I have a bit of a problem with committing just because of my schedule, my TV and other film. You know, I have a I never know where I'm going to be. I'm, you know, I'm always running. I never know what I'm going to book and I'm going to have to, and I don't want to, I'm the kind of person I'm devoted. So I, if I'm a part of a troupe, I'm going to want to be there for the troupe all right, the time. Right, you know what I mean? right. I don't want them on stage doing something and I'm on TV. Like I'm on TV. <laughs> right. <laughs> you <know what> I mean? <laughs> and you're on down there, you know, I, I, so that may be an issue, but I totally love to be a part of it because I love that feeling, you know, I love to feel the energy of the house and I love it's 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 even the uh the connection and the bond that you build with improv artists is even stronger than with actors because you're all out there hanging on the edge dude like oh, yeah. Every night oh, you're yeah. li- literally hanging on the, you don't know what's going to come at you and right. you got to make shit up, right? Yep. As an actor, it's scripted and you've got each other's backs and you're supporting one another, but you kind of know where it's going. Mm-hmm. Right. Improv, you don't have that. So. Oh, it's it's a trust exercise. Like, it's, it's totally huge, huge, yeah. huge. Yeah. Because yeah, you have to go out on stage just knowing they, they're with me. Like, they're going right. to, you know, like, catch me, you know. And you I... know that as an actor, you know, when you have a scripted thing, you know that too. We're all in this together. We're going to make this scene work. But when you go out there to, as an improv artist, you have nothing. Exactly. Like, you don't have that script to fall back on. You so, have nothing. Yeah, it's dude. just you guys up there. So. Yeah. Uh, so, have you? Did you get a chance to see any New York improv? Like, do you ever go out and check any of that stuff? No, out? I have not. I have not had the chance to go and see 
any New York improv. I so want to do that. You yeah, got to do like the Del Close Marathon. You got to check out the Del Close Marathon. Del it's Close a big. Marathon. Yeah, they do it every year. It's just this big improv festival that like right. goes over several days that right. has a lot of great stuff. So when is it? You know, I should know that. I it up. But, uh, I'll find out. Yeah. I think it's like early next year. I'm going to take a bite, guys. Okay. Yeah, go for okay it. Yeah, he's, we've been torturing this poor man. He has go a ahead, sandwich in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> that we're not letting him I mean, eat. Do you, do you get that kind of, um, when you're working with someone in a, in a television show for um, uh, a period of time, do, uh-huh. you, do you find out really, really quickly what are their strengths and weaknesses and when you look at a script and have scenes with them you know where where you need to like fill in gaps where they might not um, be as strong and you need to bring that that certain energy to the scene no usually when you're doing a, a tv show that's more in film when you're doing a movie okay um when you're doing a tv show everyone has to be at a certain level you okay. know what i mean they're casted for a reason is because they can meet that level. So, basically, you know, every everyone knows what the scene is. Everyone knows where, where point A, B, and C is, which you have to get to the arc of that scene or whatever. And you pretty much know how it's going to go. The director comes in and he tweaks a few things here and there. Okay. But for the most part, everybody is working in a collective together. And they know where it's going to go. In film, you have more a bigger cast. And different people come from different schools. Different people approach things different ways. You really have to know how to deal with different schools of acting. The way people do. Like some people will create. They'll talk through the scene. And they'll create it in rehearsal as you're rehearsing right before you shoot. Some people will do 10 takes. And on the 10th take is when they hit it. No kidding. Because they're growing as they do it. Some people will do all the homework at home and then come to work and they're just on it. Yeah. It's different. You know what I mean? Um, and you just have to be versatile as an actor. You know, I try to work at home and do it when I'm on set. Sometimes I do the work at home. I get to set and I'm like, oh, I didn't quite get that beat. You know, the director will say, oh, yeah, this is about that. Oh, I didn't quite get that beat. And then I make that adjustment. Um, but you do have to be a bit versatile. It's easier on film. You, I mean, it's easier on TV. Because you get to know the personalities of personalities of the people, sure, and you know what they're going to bring, you know what they're going to do, you know what I mean. It's different on film. Yeah, yeah, just the time. Yeah, I would imagine the, the time, time you that you to take spend. to spend yeah. with people. You yeah. know, yeah, that's why you you know you hear all, you hear about actors who they get to set or whatever they don't get along with their co with their co stars or whatever because they don't really know these people. When you're working on a TV show, it's different. You kind of have to get you're along. together, yeah. right? You're all, and especially on well. On both shows, The Wire and even The Walking Dead, too. But on The Wire, well, on The Walking Dead, you're dealing with the elements. Everyone's dealing with the elements. Everyone. So it brings you closer together. You know what I mean? Um, and on The Wire, too. I mean, we're working in Baltimore. It's yeah. like, right. It ain't easy. <laughs> you were not faking that cold. When no. It was winter on that no, show, you knew it was winter. It's yeah. not easy, you uh-huh. know? And so um, everyone has to kind of bond together, work together, get the job done. And, uh, yeah, and that's what you do, you know, but you get to know, you get to know each other, not as much as doing theater, <laughs> but you get to know each other, Okay. you know, because you're together more yeah. when you're doing, when you're doing uh, TV work. Sure. 
So you, you mentioned that you're developing your own show. Is that something you're sort of doing more of now? Like, are you trying to create projects for yourself instead of, as you said, kind of relying on auditioning and, and finding stuff? Is that something that you're... Yeah. I think what happens is you get to a point where you just get sick of waiting by the phone, you know? Um, and everyone, I think everyone wants to at some point say, look, during my life from, you know, baby to death, at some point, I created something. I built something. You know? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. What I did. Right. Um, um, and so, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do, you know. Um, I've had other... It's not a new thing for me. I've written other things, and I've developed some stuff that almost got there and didn't quite make it. And so, you know, now I'm at it again, but... Uh, and, and we'll see. We'll see. Do you want to talk about the idea at all? Is it still too early? Or? No, it's still too early. It's still too early. <laughs> um, you look excited, though, man. Yeah, yeah you do. Like, I am. This is great. I can't wait to see. It's something that uh, has been with me for a while. It's something that I've worked on, and then it kind of, you know, I shoved it under my bed, and I pulled it out, and then I shoved it in my closet, and then someone said, what about that idea? I was like, oh, yeah, and then I pulled it out of my closet, and so it's got legs again, and we'll see where it goes, you know. It's great. Are there certain directions just in general with your career that you want to head, like kind of parts that you want to play or things that you like? Do you have a kind of list of like things you'd love to I accomplish? I want to be in a Marvel movie. Oh, yeah. I want to be a superhero. Yes. Sure. <laughs> you should do that. My good, my, my very good friend and colleague, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get out of here. Is the, uh, the torch, the human torch in Fantastic Four, the new Fantastic Four. Yeah, I heard that. Four. That was going to be, that'll be fun to see. So he's like, getting a chance to do it. And also, my good buddy, um, Anthony Mackie, he's um oh yeah, he was uh the Falcon, yeah, 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 and Captain America. He's yeah. doing it, so you know, and my ultimate ultimate old friend, we still communicate now and then, but um Sam Jackson, he's yeah, you know, he is the guy. He's Nick Fury. Yeah, he's, he's the, the guy. Dude. Yeah. Oh, he's Nick Fury. <laughs> That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, I would love to do that. Some people who. You know, I'd love to do that kind of thing. Um, as far as work, parts that I'd like to play, I, just anything challenging, you know, I, I want to do more comedy. You have, that's not something you've done a lot of, I at least not on television. Of, right. Yeah. You know, I've done some, but I'd like to do a little bit more. Um, you get these like heart wrenching parts that you play. Like you're, I you guess know. I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah you're the like guy that, that makes me upset. Like when makes I... people sad. <laughs> yeah, that you know <laughs> that he he never he doesn't win. My yeah. guy doesn't get no. to win. Yeah, <laughs> which is why you should be a Marvel superhero. Right. Like I want that for That's you. We get together every Sunday to watch The Walking Dead. So just know that there's a whole room of people that are always rooting for you. <laughs> Whatever happens to you, there's about 50 um, drunken people. Sunday okay. Night <laughs> in Hamden. And they're drunken too. That's awesome. That Bob, please, Bob. <laughs> so is there a superhero in particular that you would want to play? Like, do you have one of mine or just any anyone you can get? Um, No, not in particular. Maybe Black Panther, right? Oh, that yeah. That would be awesome. I got to I gotta bulk up for that. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. I'd, yeah, well, you know, I'd like to believe that someone will hear this and give you the parts based right, on that. So, it. like, yeah. At which point you have to give us credit. And, okay. Yeah. I, 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 done. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did you did you read any of that stuff growing up? Were you um did you read any comic books? Or did you like the superheroes? You know what I did when I was a kid. My dad collected comic books. I was stupid. I was an idiot. My dad collected comic books. He gave me his comic book collection, and I traded them all oh, to no. a friend around the corner. Oh, for yeah. I don't oh, even no. remember what I traded them for, but I just remember him coming and getting all my boxes of comics, and I got something in return that I don't remember what it is. Oh, you don't want to see that guy's house so. now. Like, <laughs> he sold all of those. <laughs> and that was my good friend, know. Sam Jackson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's when he started reading S.H.I.E.L.D. Like yeah, that was, exactly. <laughs> started it. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. So... Uh, but yeah, what else is on the horizon for you? Is there anything else coming up? Or, I mean, you sound like you're busy enough. But. <laughs> Dude, yeah. No, right now it's all about, for me, it's all about this thing that I'm trying to develop. I have a few projects that I'm working on, you know, that I'm developing. So so what what phase are you at with the the thing you're developing? Like, are you started TV filming? Show thing? Yeah, have you started filming yet? I have not still started filming getting... yet. So, I mean, right now... Right now, I'm attaching some producers, and then we'll see what the next step is going to be. Cool. That's so, exciting, though. It's it got to be very satisfying. I'm trying not to get too excited. You know, just trying to take it one day, one step at a time. See what happens. Do you and your wife ever get a chance to work together, or do you two ever? We have not worked together. We worked together in a movie, this obscure little indie movie called, um, uh, what was the name of that film? Good Lord, it is obscure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I remember. It was, it, it, it's crazy because it was a really good cast. What was it called? Oh man. Anyway, we, uh, it was Terrence Howard was in. It was his very first movie. Oh wow. Oh wow. Um, and, uh, who else was in that movie? Uh, there was a bunch of awesome actors in it. But anyway, we played, my wife played Terrence Howard's girlfriend. Back then, we were all like supposed to be in high school. And that was the first time that we ever worked together. We were in a scene together. She threw out a few lines, and I said a few lines. And that's the only time we ever worked together. Oh, wow. In anything. So we're still looking for that opportunity, too. That's cool. Yeah. Probably not as teenagers this time. Uh, no, no, yeah. <laughs> no. As adults. Now that you're Lawrence, you can't. Now that I'm Lawrence, I can't go back. <laughs> uh well, this has been awesome, man. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Like, it's been really great to do I this. I didn't eat a sandwich for Christ's yeah, sake. I was vamping. It's so disgusting. I've yeah. got cheese hanging <laughs> out of my mouth. I'm just hungry. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. No, no. No, you, you took time to do that. As you've established, you're so busy that this is probably, if you don't eat during interviews, you're, eat. Not, you're not going to have time. You're just going <laughs> to fall on the street somewhere. So. <laughs> But yeah, it's been awesome, uh, and I didn't get a chance to see your showcase, but if you're doing the next class, I'm coming out when you... Uh, Come and catch it, man. Yeah, I definitely want to see it. Come and catch it. It was fun. I mean, I don't know who's going to be in the next one, the next yeah. class. I tried to talk as many of my old, my other classmates into doing the next one. That is kind of what happens. Hopefully. Like that's, I actually ended up, one of the troops I'm in was formed from that. Like We just started taking the classes, and then we like kept, you know, we did like three or four of them together. And then we were like, we could do this outside of, you yeah, know. Like, class, we, just, we could be a troop, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a cool experience. Which one are you, are you doing the movement class next? Or are you doing the scene work? Or? I'm doing long form. Oh, okay. 201 cool. intro to long form. Nice. So I did the just the intro. And now I'm doing intro to long form. Yeah, because intro is more, you do like the, the games and stuff. Games, right? Yeah, right? all the short form games. games. Yeah, All the short form games. That's what we yeah. did. So I got to play Ding, and I got to play Lazy Susan, and I got to play all the fun improv games. Uh, freeze Tag, and 
Freeze tag. I don't know. That one always gives me anxiety. I don't know, out of every game. I don't know why. Like I don't like freeze tag. Like, <laughs> it's hard. It's, yeah. it's it's challenging, man. You know. Yeah. But but it's it's fun when it's right. When it's done right. Oh yeah. But and so you just when you get that like flash of brilliance and you yes. call freeze and you like know exactly. And you know where you're going. Right? Yeah. That's, Which well, I never know. That's another thing about like I never I never know. I'll stop on I'll, I'll stop someone on a pose. I'll take that pose and I'll just start. You know, I, I never really know what my scene's going to be about. Like in the last class, I stopped. His, he was pointing his finger. I stopped. I pointed my finger and I said, you know better. <laughs> I had no idea what I what I was talking about. <laughs> I just said, you know better. You Why'd you do that? Yeah. And then she came out with, I'm, I didn't mean to put the pudding on the fifth shelf or something like that <laughs> i said you know i always stack it on the third shelf and we went from there no but see that's perfect because you that's something that i see a lot too like especially people when they're starting out like they'll have some idea and they'll be so invested in that idea that right. they're not listening that they're not so right. like to go out there and just yeah first thing just that comes to mind just say it, like, right just just throw yeah. out something that's where it all begins that's where yeah. the magic happens Exactly. No, it's uh, it's so cool that you're doing it though. Like, I I really do think that's awesome that you're taking the classes. Thank you, and, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Having a lot of fun. That's and, cool. You know, it'll it'll add to my repertoire. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can put on your list of credits now. Intro to improv class. Yeah, intro exactly. to improv. Baltimore Improv Group. <laughs> intro to improv. Put that right next to the wire and yeah, Walking right Dead. Next to, right next to yeah. Scorsese's name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe that'll be it. That maybe that's what Marvel's looking for. Like their next superhero movie, they're like, you know, we need someone good, but he also has to be able to do like improv. He's got to improv this whole hey, movie. Yeah, we're gonna do Black Panther, and we want to <laughs> improv it. Yeah, no script, <laughs> no, no script. script for Black Panther. He has to walk around with strings all the time, right. just in case you want to do a stunt. <laughs> that's right. I love it. What if it was that some guy could freeze time and then it, it all becomes freeze tag? Like, it's just every time he stops it, it's a new situation. And, and you start be... it and then they would build that environment around you, whatever it is. That's yeah. awesome. That See? That's a great power. Yeah, I know. That's pretty good. Like someone's about to set off a bomb in a highly populated area and then you say freeze and then it's about pudding. Yeah. <laughs> We're in a pudding factory. Right. right. Pudding factory. Yeah, that'd awesome. be great. <laughs> all right. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much, man. This is such welcome. a joy to talk to you. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, thank you. Really, really great. Yeah. Cool, cool, man. All, All right. right, thanks. Yep, thanks. All right, there you have it. Our interview with Lawrence Gilliard Jr. Seriously, such a nice guy, such a fun interview. Uh, really enjoyed talking to him. Uh, and it was nice to have you along. It, I, I really enjoyed... So often, I, I do these phone interviews where it's just me talking to the dude, and we haven't really figured out a way to make that work. So right. it's exciting to talk to someone in person and to actually have you there. Sure, uh, you know, it was great to be there. Yeah, it was... Yeah. Um, uh, the man is a presence. He's a, yeah. he's a presence without um, pretension or arrogance or anything like that. Like, he just... The guy uh, carries something with him that is an, um, uh, as the French would say, an I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. Well, that I think that was the the cool thing, too. And you, not, you and I talked to, about this a little bit after the interview. Like, we didn't really know what to expect because you see this guy on, on television. If you've seen him in The Walking Dead or you see him in The Wire, it's like he plays these very serious, very tragic characters. Yeah. And so... You know, we we didn't know if like the guy who rolled into the coffee shop was just gonna be, you know, kind of like this just intense, like kind of just 
like <clears throat> intense with like a sadness hanging over him kind right. of dude you know but yeah. no he was lovely and funny yeah, and, he, yeah. He, he wasn't meek um nor was he on a pedestal he was just um a guy who's really passionate about the things that the things that he does and i think that came across it was such a pleasure to talk to him like honestly i i mean <clears throat> not talk to a lot of celebrities especially not in that length yeah. Um, but um, I, I'd imagine that I would not bullshit our audience with anything um, uh, but the truth. And uh, but the truth is, fantastic guy to talk to. Just a, a really yeah. great guy. And considering we were just the two guys keeping him from eating his sandwich, he, he was really yeah, nice. He kept staring at that thing. I'm like, just yeah. take a bite, dude. I don't I, care if you talk with your mouth full. No, it's not so bad. He ordered this sandwich. like, And I, it looked delicious. And it looked delicious. <laughs> but like, we didn't know that he ordered the sandwich. And then they brought it to him like while we were doing the interview. So we were like, yeah. oh, fuck. Like, so now we're just doing the interview and he has a sandwich in front of him. Yeah. But, you yeah. know. It all worked out. Yeah, no, it was fine. He was yeah. really cool. Very all cool right. guy. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, you know, obviously, tune back in next week uh, for more of us talking about things as <laughs> we do. <laughs> as we do for our, our special Halloween spooktacular. Are we having a spooktacular? I'm sure. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. A spooktacular during Rocktober. Yeah, I got to go plan that now. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, remember, kids, don't do drugs or you go to hell before you die. Yeah. Yeah. Juicy pork chop, bro. Hey Tom, it's Bob from the office down the hall. It's good to see you, buddy. How have you been? Things have been okay for me, except that I'm a zombie now. I really wish you'd let us in. I think I speak for all of us when I say I understand. Why you folks might hesitate to submit to our demand But here's an FYI You're all gonna die screaming All we wanna do is eat your brains We're not unreasonable I mean, no one's gonna eat your eyes If you open up the door, we'll all come inside and eat your brains. I don't want to nitpick, Tom, but is this really your plan? Spend your whole life locked inside a mall. Maybe that's okay for now, but someday you'll be out of food. And you'll have to make the call I'm not surprised to see you haven't thought it through enough You never had the head for all that bigger picture stuff But Tom, that's what I do And I plan on eating you slowly I mean, no one's gonna eat your eyes. All we wanna do is eat your brains. We're at an impasse here. Maybe we should compromise. If you open up the door, we'll all come inside and eat your brains. I'd like to help you, Tom, in any way.
to common ground somehow Meanwhile I'll report back to my colleagues Who were chewing on the doors I guess we'll table this for now I'm glad to see you take constructive criticism well Thank you for your time, I know we're all busy as hell And we'll put this thing to bed When I bash your head open All we want to do is eat your brains We're not unreasonable I mean, no one's gonna eat your eyes Maybe we should compromise Open up the doors We'll all come inside and eat your brains Alright, yeah, Phil, I'm sorry. Like, we we didn't mention that you were there. It's fine. They, they figured you were... You added nothing to the interview, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you could have... You, you sat in his seat. Um, you tried to eat half his sandwich. Yeah. And then you said, what What do your legs taste like? As if that's in any way appropriate. Yeah, really weirded everybody out, Phil. 